A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on, everybody? My name is Colin Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here for Our podcast. We are back again, talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about all things film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how is it going? Flawless intro. Thank I'm, you. I'm doing great, Connor. <laughs> I'm doing really good. How are you? Your microphone is currently attached to your stand using black tape. Black electrical tape. Yes. <laughs> And in many ways, I think it's really helping the sound. It's very professional. Look, we have, we're on a deadline here. We, we looked for f- about 10 minutes for your little thing that attaches your microphone to the stand. Yeah. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. So now we're using black tape. And don't you ever have anyone ever tell you that this podcast isn't professional. Look. It's doing the job. Isn't it's doing it? the it's job. It's on the microphone. We're going to get to the audio. It's just like. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Sean, you sound weird. <laughs> it somehow made the sound of a foghorn the whole way through. <laughs> that tape sounds real loud. Um, no. So, this is Movie Mondays where we, as I said, talk all the week's movie news. Um, there's been a lot of trailers this week, Sean. A whole heap of them. A whole host of a trailers. A gaggle of trailers. A gaggle of trailers. A murder of crows of a, trailers. A trailer full of trailers. <laughs> what are what are multiple trailers called? Uh, previews? Lots of fucking trailers. No, I mean like trailers from a car. Oh, like, right, okay. Like, if you, like a trailer park. There's like hundreds of trailers. A park of trailers. A park of trailers. It's like a murder tra- A school of trailers. A school of trailers. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> this is the Here's Fire Podcast. <laughs> that could be our slogan. Thank you for tuning in. Um, so we're standing Oh, sorry, on. before we start. Oh, go on. Uh, if everyone... Just so, a quick reminder, we are looking for questions for our Ooh. upcoming Christmas episode. Mm. Uh, so if you want to send those on, hit us up on the email, here's for hire underscore at outlook.com, the Twitter at here's for hire pod, Instagram, here's for hire podcast, Facebook, here's for hire podcast, it's all wherever. In the description. And yeah, anywhere you can contact us, do it. And send us a question if you want. Yeah, send us any question because what we're going to do is we're just going to accumulate them all. Yeah. And then we're probably just going to have, say, like a 45 minute just Q&A on Christmas that'll come out that Christmas week. Exactly, yeah. Um, we'll and record I- that Christmas day. 
I'm going to turn up to your house Christmas Day. I'm going to turn up to your house Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Christmas is ruined for both of us. And our families. <laughs> no, they don't want to hang out with each of us. No, not, uh, not without the other one there, surely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when you're not here, I just shut down. <laughs> yeah, no power. I just go quiet. Um, yeah, so this week we are starting off with of James Bond. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He has a few movies out. Yeah, as you know. And uh, Mr. Daniel Craig is back for his 25th the 25th James Bond movie at his last outing it feels like his 25th as, though <laughs> it does as 007 in No Time to Die because the trailer came out during the week Sean where do you yeah. want to start with this okay first of all I just want to preface this I haven't seen Spectre okay but I think I understand everything about what this movie yeah is no about. I think we're okay I've got notes you've got notes I have notes where would you like to begin um, there's one shot at the start where the whole world gets turned upside down and that's going to be what happens to James Bond because his his wife is yeah, evil is, is evil she's the wife of a bad man I think look I don't know what's going on right is she's she Blofeld <laughs> She's definitely Blofeld. <laughs> Everybody's Blofeld. Every James Bond movie I've figured out for the last five years is the bad guy's just Blofeld. It's Blofeld. It doesn't matter how, it just is. Turns out they're more alike than they thought. Oh, maybe they are. Except one has a scar over his eye. <laughs> so, this is no time to die. Me and you are not big James Bond fans. We no. will say that straight out. So, we're coming to, into this being like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, this is going to happen. Yeah, this will come out. And I watched the trailer, and the idea of a trailer... I'm thinking, right, we have three trailers this week. Yeah. The idea of a trailer is to get you more excited for the movie. Yeah. Than you were. So, if there's a little dial of a 1 to 10 excitement ratio Hmm. that you are, how many more dials of this trailer put up your little dial? Because it's at zero. It's at zero. I think it's gone up to, like, 1 or 2. Oh, that's big. I know, big improvement (laughs) over zero. But the thing is, is that this trailer... I don't think it's a great trailer. Mm. Because, n- not that in the way it looks or the way it's shot or whatever. This, I feel, requires you to have knowledge of the previous films. Mm. And I or, think that's fine. Even more importantly, to care to about care. the previous movies. Absolutely. Because the first, the Spectre came out like mm. five years ago, I think. <laughs> Did it? Came out in like 20... 2014. That's way more than five years ago. Or is it 2015? No, it's 2015. So that's five years ago in a couple of weeks. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. Oh, lads. My music taste has not changed. It still feels like 2014. It does. I'm still waiting for, like, I don't know, Fall Out Boy's new album. I don't fucking know. Patrick Wayne's, what are you up to? (laughs) But this trailer, I think it looks good. Like, it's shot very well. Yeah, I have great stunts and really nice cinematography. Yeah, which is, like, a very lovely compliment you give to a film. I think Ray Fiennes looks like a a proper bruiser. Yeah, he does. He just looks like a man who could cave your skull in. Yeah, uh, you also have Lashana Lynch and Rami Malek in this. Uh, Is is Rami Malek the one wearing the weird mask? Uh, No, he's actually shown... Near oh no, I end. see him, but yeah, does oh, yeah. he wear it at the oh, end? Oh, jeez, I don't know. Grand I, I could not tell you that. Um, what I could t- can tell you is Lashana Lynch will be playing, um, I suppose, another double O agent, but yeah. it's never stated what number, so it could also be assumed that she's replacing him as 007 because he got married and went on holidays That's and say, left. I, I read the Wikipedia of Spectre. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he left... He, he found your one. <laughs> yeah. found your one. He found the wife, and then he was like, I'm so in love, I yeah, don't want to kill people. He took an Aston Martin from the government, yeah. 
and then they drove off into the sunset. Yes. Now, presumably, he's called back in. Yeah, for one more job. For one more job. Because if you recall, Inspector, the first paragraph... (laughs) The first paragraph! The double O division was shut down. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I see Inspector in the cinema... Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's like the only James Bond movie I've seen from start to finish. Well, this should all be familiar to oh, you. Oh, I'm, I'm very well aware of all the plot points of Spectre. Oh, basically, they were merging MI5 and MI6. Yes. And, and then M, and there was a new guy called C. Yes, C was a nerdy guy. C was a little dickhead. Then- no one likes C. <laughs> but C was like, no more well, double O's. I C. <laughs> and then Bond went rogue. Yeah, Bond always goes rogue. And then he killed a man. Oh, which outside Very of it, similar to not going rogue Bond, though, because he kills men all the time. That's true, but mm. now it's legally murder. Yeah, no, it is. Because he doesn't have the licence to kill anymore. <laughs> so... A licence to kill. But do you remember in the first one, in Casino Royale? Yeah. Royale, he has to kill two people to get the licence to kill. Yeah, After one, true. is he on his, like... Is he had the learner permit of killing? He can only kill, like, not in motorways. When, yeah, when he's, like, accompanied by an approved killer. Yeah. <laughs> Brings him along. And then he puts that man in it. Oh, then he kills his approved killer. Oh, there's his the only way killer. he can do it. Oh, Darth Plague is the wise. <laughs> um, yeah, so I said great stunts. Yeah. We, the bike stunt. Bike stunt is, looks class. I think that was like, that's their main thing. I think that's like, yeah, that's their, you're going to see this shot. Yeah, that's, and I'm sure they spend lots and lots of money on that, yeah. but it looks really good. I like um, the guns and the headlights. Guns in there. Oh yes, I have Batmobile. Yeah, written it's very down. Batmobile. But also, did you notice that there's the Batman theme song? Well, look, it's not the Batman theme song, but you know Hans Zimmer's tune for Batman in the the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Yeah. That basically starts playing halfway through this Does trailer. It? And I just thought, this is the Batman team, but they've just, you know, like, they've just changed it. They've pitched it slightly. Slightly, but I'm just like, Hans Zimmer needs to have a word with somebody in this production. Is he doing the music on this, maybe? Is he phoning it in? Ah, sure. (laughs) Just copy and paste. Change a few notes, it'll be fine. Essentially the same character. No. Hang on. Okay, so I've got the trailer up here. Yeah. Uh, slight cut, but we got the trailer up, and I just want you to listen to this, and you tell me that this is Hans Zimmer's James Bond team. James Bond. So you're not dead. Hello, Q. I've missed you. <laughs> Might as well That's be the same. Asset this country has. It's. <laughs> yeah, it's that. He's jumping off it's, a building in Tokyo right now. <laughs> He's in Tokyo. Yeah. James. And now it's going into James Bond of it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it goes for for like a whole bit. I was just watching this going. Someone needs to have a word. <laughs> they realise. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know. Is is Bond? Does Bond have a bad knee now? Is that um, thing? I think the joke is he has a bad knee. Has I he don't... got shot in the knee. He recently. took an arrow to the knee, maybe. Of course, because it was so long ago. Because he's so old. That meme was relevant. <laughs> of course. Um, I have. So my notes are great shots, as we said. Odd couple. Him and Lashana Lynch. What they're doing cleverly yeah. is, you love an odd couple. You love an odd... James isn't going to be happy. Lashana isn't going to be happy. He's old school. She's new school. How will they ever get along? Uh, I think they will. I think by the end they'll have a begrudging respect for each other. And James other. Bond, notorious, notorious sexist. So oh, absolutely. how is he going to respect somebody? Do, do you think, it, like, at the end of this movie, he'll ride off into the sunset again? 
Um, see, that's a question because this is his last movie, and everyone knows it's his last movie. Yeah. So, do you kill him and confirm the whole James Bond is a code name thing, or um, you could do that? But then I think they'll—I don't—I think they'll back out of that. Yeah. Because they want to make more money later on. Yeah, and casting the next Bond, then. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they would. Maybe they would just like have him either drive off or shoot him in the face. If he, like if he took a bullet for Lashan Lynch in the knee, in the knee, in the knee, oh, in his good, good knee, because she said she's going to shoot him, but she doesn't actually want to shoot him. Okay, well, if she look, they're punching Blofeld. Okay, <laughs> Blofeld's there. Blofeld, yeah, of course. Blofeld has a gun. Uh, pointed at James and then there's another Blofeld across the room with another gun yeah yes. pointed also pointed okay. at James but then Lashan Lynch is like on the ground and then she fires a gun through his good knee <gasps> and hits Blofeld in the non-scarred eye oh shit in the good one and then Lashan Lynch stands up and says I'm also Blofeld <laughs> everyone's Blofeld all the time <laughs> and James Bond looks at himself and goes maybe I'm Blofeld no you're not Blofeld <laughs> no no you're not we all hate you you're the worst <laughs> um, yeah Robbie Malek is in this I think he could be a good villain I think so too I because think- he's real creepy <laughs> I think he'll be it's another like soft spoken James Bond villain I think and he'll be soft spoken soft spoken then he'll get really loud and then he'll get soft spoken yeah I can see an absolute scream coming out of him he'll just whisper whisper he's like he's always in control and then James Bond will overcome his plan yeah we'll find him he'll scream at one of his henchmen yeah yeah, that'll be the scene that'll be it (laughs) and everyone will cheat everyone in the audience will go ooh he's mad now you don't like Rami when he's angry angry Rami rangry it was you know, we both thought of it. You're the only man with the balls to say it. Um, I will finish on this one. I have apathy for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. not care. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. You probably know it's by us taking the piss over nonstop. But yeah, I think James Bond as a fragile. But even they say it in the trailer. I think they're even aware of it because they're like, "You're all school, James. They don't care about you." And yeah. I think it's just a comment on the fact that nobody cares about James Bond anymore. Yeah, and I think like I don't know. Is that a commentary on spy movies or? Um, I mean, one of the films we're going to talk about later in this episode is a spy movie. Technically, it's a spy movie. So maybe it's just a different style. And one of the most, one of the best MCU movies uh, of the current run is a spy movie called Winter Soldier. Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man yes. and the Wasp, of course, the most <laughs> spy movie. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get what you're saying. That it, it might just be the make formula a, people are make tired a of. good spy movie. Yeah, make a Kingsman one. Ma- Kingsman's a spy movie yeah and I mean like that's really good yeah and Kingsman 2 also came out but I think James Bond is just like on an overall scheme they're just their view is well people just don't like spy movies yeah must be it, it can't just be that they don't really care about James Bond and it's a very 50s idea that we've kind of just kept going and beaten into the ground yeah and to be fair I think there is a lot of goodwill towards it like people like I don't think anyone actively 
There's a good, there's a difference between goodwill and interest, though. Yeah. People are like, James Bond, okay, that's a franchise that I've heard of. I think people remember watching James Bond at Christmas. Yeah, but they also don't care if there's a new one coming out. No, yeah. So, yeah, this, the uh, new time to, no, new time to die. New time to die. No time to die, Blofeld, we're looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> he just never dies. He never dies. <laughs> he can't get rid of the chap. Um, yeah, so James Bond has its own trailer coming out. We're moving on to our next piece of news and that is Venom 2 Sean for some reason I thought you were going to say Venom 3 no oh there's a Venom 3 at some stage oh, don't you oh, worry boy don't you worry well, what's but, the story with Venom 2 well Venom 2 the producer for Venom 2 has now come out now last week we discussed that DC will be doing a lot more R-rated movies because of Joker's success absolutely well we didn't consider the fact that Joker's success might also have a knockout effect to other studios and other comic book movies right because Venom 2's producer says that they will now consider an R-rated version due to Joker's box office success Sean okay R-rated movies that's where the money is there was a big push on the internet for Venom 1 to be R-rated True story, and they didn't do it because they didn't think they'd make enough money. Like, so, oh, it's just cowardice, isn't it? Yes, it's pure cowardice. <laughs> but also, I think that you now, now there'd be this weird disconnect between the two movies if suddenly it's R-rated. Yeah, like he's he steps up several notches. Yeah, between exactly. movies. But I, I know what you're thinking. Why would this producer say that? Like, maybe he's doing it because they have a cool idea. That maybe. they just really want to do R-rated. Surely you wouldn't just do it because um, you would consider as an overall view, oh, R-rated movies now work. Yeah, surely there's a reason. There would have to be a reason. Well, his first slide is, I mean, I think you always have to think about it. Now that that works. Now that that works. <laughs> that his exact words were, now that that works, which basically means, well, R-rated movies as a whole are now... Just perfectly... Now, yeah, now that Joker finally allowed R-rated movies to be made. <laughs> to make loads of money. And Deadpool. And Deadpool, And Logan. So, I mean, clearly it works, Sean. Yeah, but... Uh, for, okay, one thing. I think in this interview, they might have said, would you make Venom 2 R-rated? And I think he might have just gone, yeah, we'd consider it. Yeah. I don't think that's set in stone. Mm. But that's a fucking dickhead answer, isn't it? See, now, so it isn't like suddenly everybody's considering what to do with the rating. I think what Joker does is it tells you that you can succeed with an R rating, he says. But you knew that. (laughs) Anything can succeed with any rating if it's good. So, for a very long time, that was the narrative. And Deadpool sort of wrestled that to the turf. And then Logan. But for a long time, that was considered totally forbidden. So, you know, I think it's the greatest thing in the world. The R-rated movies are not only being embraced, but are now massive money earners for a massive audience. (laughs) You would have had, like... Uh, oh, I would have liked you so much more if you hadn't mentioned money right here. <laughs> and it just means that there are more opportunities for that kind of storytelling in R-rated movies. <laughs> because it makes money, now we'll tell stuff. Yeah, look, I think he's kind of giving the game away with the money line. Yeah, yeah. classic producer, am I right? <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like our producer only cares about us because we make millions. Eight millions. Our producer being... Uh, Rami Malek. Rami Malek. Blofeld. Blofeld's our producer. I don't agree with this dude's, like... Look, I'm sure he's made more money than I can ever hope of having, but... Now, Joker... Or Venom made $860 million. Yeah, still quite successful. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Does Venom 1 make more than that? Or Does Venom 2 make more than that? No, no. 
Does Venom 1 make more or less than $860 million if it's all rated? More. More? Yeah. Because this... this but then l- clearly he's right. But they didn't do it. They didn't. But I don't think it would have. Why do you think it would have? Because this was... You would have gotten a whole different audience. It would have been a different story. Okay. Like, and I think this was in the time... This was... Venom came out 20... 17, 2018? 2017. 2017. So you were mm. right off of Deadpool 2. Yeah. And Logan the year before that. So I think people were in the mood for maybe a, a, a more... Because what we got in Venom was like a really watered down... Venom. Venom. Because Venom is R-rated as a property, really. Yeah. I think I do think, even just for the novelty of saying it's R-rated, let's go see it, I think they would have got a more... Dedicated fan base, maybe? That's interesting, because I would have said the opposite. Really? I would have said that you would have had more diehard fans, but you would have had less general fans. But I think the diehard fans wouldn't go to, wouldn't necessarily go to the PG-13 one. I think having it... I still all, think they would. That's, I still think they would. If they see Venom in the cinema, they love Venom. So I don't care. They would still go see it. Having a PG-13 and... Uh, toned down mm. might have made it it might have been a better movie R rated meaning there would be more talk about it would you have enjoyed to see Venom eating more people's heads maybe <laughs> maybe I would have <laughs> I just, no like a visceral Venom movie would I think would always be a better movie than a but this raises the point that if you Sony like I know we don't like Sony well we do we like the Spider-Verse we like the Spider-Verse but here's the thing Sony are planning to do a live action Spider-Verse kind of thing and they want Tom Holland and they want Venom in the same universe but you can't do an R-rated Venom and then introduce him to fucking Tom Holland hello Mr. Venom (laughs) and then he's after eating 20 people's heads Mm, but you you have an R-rated Deadpool who meets Colossus that's diff- That's in a Deadpool movie itself. That Deadpool has not appeared in Avengers. We don't actually know if that will even work. Okay. I think an R-rated going to a PG-13 is a lot different. Cause then- but then I would argue that Tom Holland isn't in a Venom movie. He's in a Spider-Verse movie. Okay, that's fair enough. And they can follow the laws of that movie that they're in. But then the fight start- scene breaks out and you're just wondering, why doesn't Venom just eat everyone? Why is he being? Why is he ho- throwing holes at his punches? Why does Spider-Man hold his punches? I suppose. Because he's PG-13. Or he has a reason to. Yeah. You but know? Venom doesn't. Venom's a dick. He has a reason. He's an anti-hero. Well, he's not an anti-hero. I don't like Venom. He's eating people's heads. <laughs> yeah. I never got over the fact that that scene in Venom where um, Tom Hardy yeah. is... He turns to the Venom and then he eats a guy's head and then he turns back into Tom Hardy and he's chewing yeah. now that is a cannibal if I've ever seen that's one that's a man Sean, who has eaten human that is a man who's eaten a human's head and I cannot get behind that <laughs> okay so that's in the PG-13 Venom it is actually so you want that Venom to meet Tom Holland oh no actually I don't want any Venom <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're up for this I'm, not, I'm up for an R-rated Venom movie but I was up for an R-rated Venom 1 this is a cash grab. Can, can yeah? Can you go? Can you go up? It would be harder to go back. It's probably easier to go from PG thirteen to R rather than R to PG thirteen. I think it's easier to write a reason why it would go from R to PG thirteen. Okay, so if you were going the other way, would it not be easier to just be like, I suppose, because he if, just starts acting like even more crazy? Yeah, 
I guess. I, I think if, with, en- with enough good writing, you can do anything. Yeah, but this is Venom. And Sony. Of course. <laughs> with enough studio interference, you can do <laughs> with, anything. With enough guys in suits going, what if we do this? <laughs> yeah, I, here's a, bin, a million dollars. Do this. Do what I want. Yeah. And then another guy in another suit called Todd. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, here's another million dollars. Do the opposite. Yeah. So that, but that guy told me to make the best movie ever. Shut up, no. <laughs> so Venom 2 arrives in theaters October 2nd, 2020. They still have not decided on what rating it will have. It's not started filming yet, has it? Well, it's coming out in 2020, October, so yeah. 2020 is less than a few weeks. Okay, fair. So, so it's been filmed and they haven't decided the rating? I would assume they're probably either three quarters of the way through filming. Okay. They're a lot of the way through. Okay. So they're probably shooting R-rated and PG-13, which they did in the first one, and then they're just cutting. They would just edit it around. Just whatever, picking which one they want. Picking what, whichever version they want. Okay, well, look, if it was... If, if, if right now, comes out tomorrow, what would you prefer? P, uh, R-rated. Oh, you nearly said PG-13. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was in your heart. <laughs> but my head knows different. No, I, I prefer to say an R-rated Venom. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. Right. Look, I'm I'm willing to accept that, but at the what same time... What would you prefer? Uh, Not would, what do you think would do better. What would you prefer? No Venom. Uh, I would just... Yeah. No <laughs> no Venom. Don't make me see Venom. Just sponge it from history. <laughs> yeah. Like, Tom is amazing. Uh, I would probably go... Look, if you're going to do Venom, you got to do R-Rate. Yeah. I think if you're going to be true to the character... Yeah, and what we've seen of him. Because Venom did get, like, toned down in the comics. He went from eating people... To eating chocolate. eating chocolate. Yes. You know, you can make a joke out of it if you have I to. I suppose. But. Um, okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is the title of the new Ghostbusters sequel has been confirmed. Uh, back in the habit, Electric Boogaloo. This time it's personal. Yes. Um, poo, volume 2. The Redemption. The Redemption story, uh, Last Jedi. No, <laughs> Venom. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 Venom, Venom. <laughs> um, Ghostbusters 2020 has the official title and now it's going to be called Ghostbusters Afterlife okay because they're ghosts of course because everyone forgot about the old movies clever yes. so of course uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife will see the return of all the original cast members Bill Murray Dan Aykroyd Ernie Hudson Sigourney Weaver and Annie Potts while Paul Rudd will be joining the cast along with all of the um, all of the children that have been cast, including Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. And Finn Wolfhard's band. Uh, of course. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, and director Jason Re- Reitman? Reitman. Uh, right. I never know how to pronounce that Smith. second name. J- Jason Smith. Um, they have, they have announced it during the week that it will be called Ghostbusters Afterlife. Can we read anything into that name, or is it just um, a put on ghosts and a put on the fact that all the old people are back? It might be a, a case of, uh, I, I think, I, if I were to sum up this movie in a theme, mm. I think it's going to be legacy. Okay. Yeah, I think there might be a passing of the torch kind of thing. Like, what happens to you after you're gone, that whole thing. It's also going to be a stupid comedy movie. Can I just say, there might be a scene where Bill Murray has to interact with Finn Wolfhard. Oh my god. And and I just thought that in my head, and I thought, that seems ridiculous, but also I'd love that. I think it will happen. (laughs) Yeah. Do, Do you think it's that the kids hear about the tales of the Ghostbusters and they go looking for him? Um... I think that would probably happen, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be a case of, yeah, they're old and they don't care about it anymore. Yeah, but the kids love it. And they want them to come back. Or the kids have a ghost problem. 
Yeah. Uh, and they're like, there's only one people. They find an old phone book. Yeah, a phone book. Kids don't know of a phone. Millennials, if you huh. ask me. Okay, huh? boomer. Okay, come on now. <laughs> but, um, d- like, what's going to happen if this movie comes out and it bombs hard? Because then every bargaining chip that every, like, aggressive Ghostbusters fan has ever had. About 2016. Yeah. Mm. That's just gone. Like,. If this is a bad movie. But you forget, 2016 had women, though. and But they said it would have been better with the original cast. They w- they now have, they have the original cast. They have the original cast, but I think it'll do better. Do you think so? I, I think it will. I think... Like, let's be honest, right? Ghostbusters 2016 is a, a below-average film, but it's not awful. No. And it's not the best film ever. Like, it was just... there's a, I would say 50 of those films to come out a year... That is just okay. It's grand, right? Like, like, cool. Yeah, I'll just never watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the first, the problem with that was that the first trailer came out, and the first trailer was really bad. Like for the first Ghost. For no, for Ghost was twenty sixteen. I remember the first trailer came out, and it just like they chose all of the wrong scenes, and right. like just as a trailer, just, yeah, it just was not a good one. I just remember watching like this is, and I remember watching the movie going, the trailer didn't do it justice. Not to say it was good, but the certainly movie made it is look better worse than the trailer. Yes, okay. which is bad because if you do a two-hour movie, yeah. really, you should find two minutes of footage. Even that you can a, put into a, a trailer, a minute and a half, like, a minute and a half yeah. to put into a trailer Even to make 30 it look. So I think the trailer for this. I think this will do good because in the first trailer you literally just have Bill Murray and you have the Ghostbusters title and then you make more money. Do you think it'll be super pandery though if they just like, here's Bill Murray being wacky? I think as a movie it probably won't be that good. Yeah. But I think it'll make a lot of money because the trailers literally can just rely on nostalgia. Okay. And if you bring back... That's true. Nostalgia is... Like nostalgia is a very powerful tool to get people into the cinema. This is not to say that movie will be good. No. It's just to say that people will go see it. People will pay money to see it. People will pay money to see it, even if it's a 5 out of 10, which I'm assuming it'll probably be a 5 or 6 out of 10. Yeah, and I'm also like, I'm curious as to when in the year this will come out. Uh, It's coming out July 10th. Smack bang in the middle of summer. July. Yeah, for a Ghostbusters. I would have put it... Halloween. 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 Surely. <laughs> surely you would put it Halloween. <laughs> Unless it's they're doing it July, it'll be in cinemas till like late August probably. I think they're thinking that it will have that sway that it's a big summer blockbuster. Yeah. People will go see this. Yeah, I mean look, Jurassic World did well. Jurassic World did do well, like and that did have nostalgia, but that also had Chris Pratt. Yeah, who was the hot ticket item. Yeah, he was it, and so like you and have Bryce Dallas Howard and Bryce Dallas Howard. So you have the two of them leading it, but you build off nostalgia, but you build like a whole. I'm not saying those movies are amazing. No, but you build it for a new generation. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 that would be the way to do it if you're going to do it. You use the nostalgia to introduce people to new characters. Yes. Um. The but with this, I think this is lined up because you have the children there, or not the children, but the younger. Young, young adults, young people, <laughs> the young peeps, they're there to kind of carry it on. If if it um, you get use Bill Murray to bring people in, then you're like, oh, what's Finn Wolfhard's idea? What's his yeah, deal? yeah, what's he working on? What's he working then on? You bring huh? them back thirty years. Yeah, from now. he's always up to strange things. Oh, very good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> very good, Connor. What boys are You referenced the thing that that actor was in. I see what you did, and I like it. That's what you shoot in here for. <laughs> that was, this whole segment was just for me to say that. Do we lead up to that. 
That whole this whole podcast has been about that. I've done sixty episodes just waiting, yeah. waiting for this one moment. Are you excited about this movie, or do you care? I don't really care. I don't like Ghostbusters all that much. Yeah, me and you aren't like Ghostbusters. One is really good. Like I, I don't hold any attachment to it. I'm sure it's good, but I quite like Ghostbusters one. I probably have a bit more nostalgia for it than you. Mm. Uh, Ghostbusters two, I think, is terrible. So I, I watched the Ghostbusters TV show when I was a kid. The animated. That's one. good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's pretty. Just, uh, like, look, I, we're all about that nostalgia. So yeah. speaking of nostalgia, Sean, oh. let's get on to our second trailer of the week. Ah, of course, huh? Strange Things no. with Finn Wolfhart. <laughs> Just him talking to the camera. <laughs> this happened to me yesterday. Fuck it, lads, the pyramids were a bit... <laughs> Isn't that strange? <laughs> That's how he ends every episode. Yeah. Um, Villain-filled Mulan trailer gets down to business to defeat the, the Huns. Yes. Very nice. Mulan trailer came out during the week, Sean. We have seen Aladdin. We have seen Lion King. They're all getting remakes. Mulan is the next one lined up. What are your thoughts on this trailer? I think this looks quite good. Yes! It looks like a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And it seems different, a, a, a decent bit, from the Disney's Mulan. I don't know. i see seen a few shots that were shot by shot. No, but like the actual like plot of this okay. seems to be following the actual... Chinese tale yeah, because, of Hua Mulan. Yes, because the first thing I noticed was I have a big bold writing which question mark. Yeah. So the in the animated movie, I'm sure everyone has seen it, um you have Eddie Murphy playing a dragon. Yeah. That's kind of the oddly mystical element. Mystical element. There's no mystical element in the actual storyline, and you no. could even say that she's literally just imagining Eddie Murphy being there rather than like you he, could, I suppose. I don't think he has any like agency. He is. He has no impact on the plot, really. Yeah. Like she goes to war and they're fighting with swords. There's nobody there. Like has fireballs or anything in the yeah. fight. So in this, the minute I seen the witch, I went, "Oh, that's a, that's a bit different." That she has to fight a witch yeah. rather than because in the animated movie, that guy was just evil. He was just a bad dude. He was just a real bad dude, and he was like the best fighter, and he was just evil. Whereas now he's got like an accomplice, who's like, just who's like super powerful. Yeah, who I imagine is pulling the strings. Yeah, probably. You know? um, what do you think of this mystical element kind of thing? I don't mind it. Like, yeah. it's something different. Like my problem with uh, Lion King and Aladdin was that they were telling largely uh, the same story. Okay, because yeah, we did shit on the Aladdin and Lion King a little bit. Yeah, so I think, like, uh, you say a little bit. A little bit. Look, I was trying to keep it a, a bit toned down, but it yeah. was quite a lot, yes. Yeah. Because we don't really like remakes. No, so, so I think having, like... Cash grabs. Cash grabs, indeed. <laughs> so I think having a different plot, different uh, story beats, even, I think is gonna it's going to give this one a lot of, like, new viewer value, if you can get me. I don't know how much more viewer value you can add though because I think a lot of it will be still 90% the same that, yeah the only thing you could possibly change is the big fight scene at the end in that well, we see her on the rooftop and all that stuff like that's very part of that movie but mm. we don't, what we don't see is there's probably going to be a big fight scene between her and that witch where she has to overcome her in some sort of way but if you want to get turned into a fucking bird yeah. I don't know how you fight that wow big slingshot big slingshot big but slingshot I, like I, I do think that we're not getting the the animated Mulan was it was a musical as well yes so I think very good song very good song. very good songs but I think to have like it once that's removed now you have dialogue and character moments and 
even just maybe new things to do you know like the the training isn't go- might not just be a six minute montage but that six minute montage was amazing it's fucking though. amazing I think we discussed this before <laughs> that we wanted to just cut to that like hard cut to that at one point <laughs> yeah you just have the whole normal live action movie yeah when she gets to the camp yeah six minute animated montage with the same song yeah just going along and then he'll just make a man out of them no, he says it. He he's says gonna, the he's thing. He's going to say it, but I just want that animated cut, and then it goes back to live action, and just nobody says anything. Doesn't it, no one addresses it. Everyone's just trained at the end of the montage. So I think like you can do the training now over a longer arc, mm. if you get me. How would you defeat a woman who can turn into a bird? I told slingshot. you, big slingshot. S- that seems like <laughs> you only really get one shot at that. Do you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got well, unless you bring two slingshots. <laughs> You're not firing at now with a slingshot. You're hoping to lift up the slingshot, catch the bird, oh. and it gets flung back into a mountain. <laughs> that would seem almost harder. It would. It would seem you've kind of put yourself out there, I've really. Never with fought that, a witch, Connor. Yeah, I've never fought a witch who could turn into a bird. I'm not going to doubt you. That that's how you t- defeat them. What do you think about the whole, like, the bit at the start where he's like, uh, "Do you know why there's a phoenix at the emperor's left hand?" Do you think there's gonna someone's gonna turn into a phoenix in this film? Oh, is if magic is a thing? Yeah, because that implies maybe the witch will turn her into a phoenix. Maybe. Um, because I don't. I'm assuming Milan isn't magic herself, so it can't be a witch. Like she's like, I just want to be a phoenix. I can see her. I can see this happening. That, oh, like, something gets set on fire and she walks out. Like she's, a phoenix from the ashes. She's, oh, she's magic proof. Magic proof. Yes. I don't know. It's something, you know, the family's ancestral sword gives her powers or something. Yeah, no, you could do something like that. Yeah, like that. I don't really know the, full, the like, the legend. See, yeah, we don't really know the legend, but at the same time, that makes sense. Like, they wouldn't have put the phoenix light in. I think it would be a good callback later on. That's just classic storytelling in a film. If he's like, do you need a phoenix beside the king? Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, And even if it's just that, it's a, it's a symbol of growth and rebirth and things like that. That's Grant. Mm. But uh, maybe have her walking out of a room full of fire. I uh, have mostly the same notes for yeah. this. I have cool cinematography, cool fight scenes... Uh, cool action scenes looks lovely I have those three notes they're three separate notes but they're all basically the same it does look lovely that scene in the town square Mm. where the soldiers come in and announce that they're taking one man from every family that is like so much colour and just vibrancy it's so much colour but I actually really like the setting that it's like um, it's like a square of houses so like if it Ironically, like, it feels you're kind of trapped in there. Like, they're coming to take the, her father. Yeah. Like, there's buildings on all sides, and there's no way to get out, because they have the only entrance, and they've filled it up with army soldiers. Yeah, so you're you're going with them. You're going with them, whether they like you like it or not. And, like, oh, some of the stuff with the father, like, he's holding out the sword, and it's too heavy for him. Yes. And he's shaking. Some of that stuff is gorgeous. See, now, that, that is... We've seen that in the animated movie, but seeing it in live action, like it adds a bit of yeah. Because you can see a man's, you can see the worry in that man's face. Yeah, as he real, as he realizes I like I'm gonna die. Yeah, and even the mother says like You're he, not coming back. He's not like, coming back this time. Like, like he's like, gonna die. Yeah, and fucking hell. <laughs> Do you think this will be like way darker? I don't think there'll be as much uh, humor for Mushu kind mm, of thing. You no, know? but it's also it's also Disney. It is. So, I'm assuming it'll be PG? Uh, yeah, but I think that that's all right for this. So, nobody's going to get decapitated or, like, 
cannibalism or anything like that. No, I think all the swords are effectively going to be like stick. clang, clang, clang. Yeah. Then you like chop off a piece of like a, a wire and something falls on them, and then you are you win. Yeah, like yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of the villains encountering their own demise. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Where he just kind of sits, stands there until the villain eventually kills himself. Oh, sucks into a plane rover. Sucks into yeah. a plane. Yeah. He just kind of looks. Yeah. Indiana Jones gets punched until he wins. That's it, yeah. He can just take a beating. Um, yeah, so the Moonland trailer came out. I mean, I think there was probably going to be a lot of backlash against this if this didn't look good. Yeah. Because it's go- I think Mulan is one of those movies where people are like, this is really good. Like, the animated movie's amazing. It's very, very good. Just leave it. Yeah. But this looks beautiful. Yeah. And it probably will make a lot of money. And to be honest with you, I think this is probably the most excited I've been about one of these reboot remakes. I'm on the, yeah, I'm on the same level as you. It's the one I will see. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And that is a new Planet of the Apes movie is happening, Sean. Oh. Yes, I know you're excited. I Calm mean, yourself. Okay. Please. <laughs> You were like the least excited I've ever seen you. Um, so since Disney acquired Fox earlier in the year for a whooping, how lo- how much? Thirty six billion or seventy one billion dollars. Oh, they doubled it, of course. Yes. Um, the Planet of the Apes franchise was acquired during the the buyout, um, and um, it has produced nine installments in the past fifty one years. Sean, maybe too many. Maybe too many. Following the wrapping of the recent trilogy centering on Andy Serkis's uh, Caesar, it looks like the studio now has another Planet of the Apes movie in the works. Okay, fine. Again. Um, Wade Runner director Wes Ball has been reportedly hired to helm an upcoming Planet of the Apes movie but wait is this a sequel to the 2017's War for the Planet of the Apes is it or a reboot of the entire property show do another reboot uh, soon, <laughs> can you? see we don't know because um, they the interesting enough, the writer and director of the last two Planet of the Apes films Matt Reeves was a producer on Wes Ball's last movie right yes so, you could say Matt Reeves and him have a connection. They're bros. So you could do a sequel, technically, to Matt Reeves' movies, But I don't know how you would do a sequel to the last movie, because spoilers didn't end too well for the humans. No, but you can... So the first Planet of the Apes movie follows... The, like the, the whole spin on the new movies was that, oh, you're following the apes in this one. Yes, the the original Planet of the Apes, you're following humans encountering the worlds. So you can just go back to that formula. Just go back again to them on the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Or, or is oh, it, uh, oh, wait, this is New York. Was it Somers? Wait, this is our planet. You maniacs. <laughs> but you you have you just have the astronauts return to Earth, and they, like they crash land, and then they find that it's changed dramatically. Yeah. Do you get me? I no, I get what you're saying. Like. Is there... I don't think there's too much story left to tell from the apes' perspective. I don't think so. You did a whole trilogy on it. And they were all really good movies. Yeah. But a trilogy, like, you brought the story up and you ended the story. Yeah, and if you want to tell how they grew a society, you have that as a part... Like, you have an ape tell the human how this happened. Yeah, you ha- you come in with us. Like, we are the protagonist as the audience. You have a character there who knows nothing. Yeah. Because also at the end of the last one, there's that uh, deaf girl that the apes just, like, took in. Mm. So, I, like, I guess she'll be 
buried somewhere after she dies. Um, you know, the, like that's a story thread left dangling a little bit. Like, yeah, there's, there's one, one human. But I think, do you think this is just literally uh, Disney acquiring all the Fox properties and some guy at Disney going? I kind of like those Planet of the Apes movies. We just do another one. Yeah, I think it's that, and then someone put all the like box office into a calculator, and they said, and somebody in a group was like, "We'll probably make another billion dollars if we do Planet of the Apes." Yeah, I would watch another one of them though. I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, I think they're fine. I think Matt Reeves was really good. I, it depends on the director. Maze Runner uh, is actually quite a good movie. Have you seen Maze Runner? No, nor have I read it. Maze Runner is a paradox series of books that I've told you about several times that are batshit insane. Yeah, um, and it's that pitch that meant that I have not seen it or read it yet. <laughs> no, they're all on Netflix. I, I'm telling you, you should watch them. Okay. Just It's one of those what to, just to watch and just be like, what the fuck is going what on? What is happening? What is happening? The book is even worse, but... Uh, I mean, in a good way. In a good way, um, of course, yeah. I would say that Wes Ball did a... The Major is actually a very, very pretty movie, and it's kind of like a dystopian future where, like, obviously they're in a maze, the oh. first one. Oh! He, he likes to run in said maze. That's, it's all in the title. But um, he has experience doing dystopian futures where the whole planet is destroyed. That's fair, actually, And yeah. so he would be able to capture that feeling... Yeah, um, he can world build quite well. He can world build now. That depends on if he works off Matt Reeves's world or he makes his own world. I, w- as we said, we probably would prefer if he didn't uh, continue on with Andy Circus's uh, Caesar's point of view. Andy Circus can be in it, but he should be like the villain rather than the person we follow. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think you're right that we've told the ape story. Yeah, like that's it's fairly done. Like they won. They won. It's <laughs> Leave their it be, planet like. now. <laughs> Because we, we did the human resistance. Yeah. We've already done that. And we, we were not good at that. Oh, no. We, we lost. We lost hard. <laughs> so this is actually near the end of Movie Monday, Sean. Oh, okay, we'll wrap it up. Thanks, no, no, everyone. No, we, have, we, have, um, we actually have two more pieces of news. Two more pieces. I want my one little piece of news. Just really quickly. I just, just really wanted to get this before Black Widow. Right. I wanted to bring you up, excite you. Fuck, I think I know what's coming. Oh, no. No, you don't. Oh, he's done it again. (laughs) You don't. So here we go. Universal's Dark Universe. What? The new movies that have been planned for the franchise, Sean. We're back. We're back in. Dark Universe is back. So what did we talk about last week? The Invisible Woman. Invisible Woman, yeah, we did. Well, that's kind of given us a nibble. And I think the Universal have looked at that and said, you know what? I'm do, thinking Do a load of these I'm lads. thinking we have a fucking logo <laughs> We fucking stick the Open logo Open the vault in. Get the logo out Open Microsoft documents <laughs> And it'll be in one of our files Yeah We'll open it up It'll be fine So Universal has now said That they are looking oh, Sorry Very quickly Oh What's the dark universe, Sean? Just really quickly. Basically, Universal owned all the monster movies and all those properties, so they decided when everyone was starting these shared universes Mm. that they'd just go right out of the gate Mm. and say, this is the dark universe. (laughs) The very first movie they create a universe. Yeah, they they made a special logo for it and everything, and then the movie didn't do very well. It was Tom Cruise's The Mummy? It? it was Tom Cruise's The Mummy that also included uh, Russell Crowe, who just monologued and, and used a lot of exposition for 45 minutes. Yeah. Telling him he was Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a weird, like, 
gas system thing yeah it didn't make any sense but then uh, Tom Cruise was in it it was all oh it was just lovely and he had to kiss the mummy to win yeah he did he had to sexually assault the mummy <laughs> to do it. look Tom I don't know I don't know what, what's going but, on there uh, but it did not do well no but they really they had announced or, or it was heavily about 17 ruined. movies there was a load of movies coming and then it, they just kind of lay dormant for a few years yes much like the mummy so now we realise that the invisible woman is back on but what this has done is now opened up the possibility that we're back on Sean we're back on we're back on with the dark there's a hint that there's rumours right that they're interested in doing it again Oh my god, as Charles Dan said at the end of that one, Mm. the game is on. The game is on, and now it is back on, right? (laughs) Because we have, so far, these are the movies that are lined up. The Invisible Man, which has a trailer and is coming out. Looks pretty good. Yes. So, um, The Invisible Man is all about, as you can guess, a man who is invisible. Didn't see that coming. It's kind of a horror? Yeah, it's like a... It's like a body horror, but reverse, because yeah. there's no body. It's a sci-fi classic, they say. Cool. Um, and it's coming out on Feb- February 28th. September. September 28th, it says. September 28th. February 29th. On a leap year. <laughs> no, February 28th. It's coming out this year. Next year. Next year. Nearly. Yeah, well, look. Yeah, basically. In a couple year. of months. In a, Basically, like, two months. I'll watch that. Yeah, look, it's fine. But The Invisible Man is coming out. And so now they have The Invisible Woman. Mm-hmm. They have The Invisible Man. They've already... Invisible children. They've, they've already had... They've already had Tom Cruise. Yeah. Sexually assaulting a mommy. They've also tick. already... Tick. Tick. Big old tick right there. Big old tick in the notebook. That's done. Exposition, Russell Crowe weirdo. Tick. Big fucking tick. Now we've got the Invisible Man. Invisible tick. Invisible, invisible tick. tick. you got to add to it, yeah. Just erase the line. Just erase the rest of it. Um, so you've got the Invisible Man. That's already coming out. Now we have that. We now also have Dark Army, which is um, another interesting sign that universe's dark or universe is a change. It is the fact that writer-director Paul Feig has been brought into a, into the fold with a project to call his own. Oh. Right? Okay. Um, so after delivering comedies, if you don't know, Paul Feig did Bridesmaids yeah. and Last Christmas, which came out. The other, day. the other day um, Feig is now on deck To work on a project Known only as Dark Army Right It's all dark And army It's the dark universe Okay I don't know how much mileage yeah. I get out of that What are we talking about Like oh, Is there any details on For anything? as much as we don't know About Dark Army We ah. do know a couple Of crucial pieces of information Good. Namely This is a passion project For Paul Feig Not really a piece of information Not really no more and of an opinion And it's going to Not only bring back Classic Universal monsters But it'll also Introduce us To some new players So this is their new way Of introducing Ten different characters At once Right Oh okay Yes It's like in They're going Avengers Straight out the gate And then we're going to Track back It's kind of like Justice League Where they just <laughs> Grabbed a load of characters and it's like, there you go, there's your Look, team. Look, there you go now, huh? And also, Paul Feig did Ghostbusters, so he's, he knows about monsters. He does, actually. You know? He ain't afraid of oh, no, no Dark Army. Of oh, no Dark Army. That's in the song. That's true. So, big tick. Big tick on the Dark Army's locked in. <laughs> so, moving on to our next thing. You've got James Wan's Frankenstein, right? Okay. So... 
James Wood has been brought in to do Frankenstein, eh, as according to a Variety report. Now, Frankenstein was also meant to include Angelina Jolie as, as Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein. She was going to have her own movie. Um, so, this Dark Universe project is now in the shadows of a quick revision to the initial source of this news. So, like, they brought it out a few years ago, mm-hmm. then they were like, it's over. It's and gone. now it's back. Okay, now, now we're it's back. back. In. However, right? Seeing as the visual man is coming out, they've now decided that maybe James Wood's Frankenstein can be back on the table. Who loves? Who doesn't love Frankenstein? Everyone loves Frankenstein. He's yeah. a classic monster. A classic. Actually, Frankenstein was the doctor, not Frankenstein the monster. Come, Emmanuel, come on now, Emmanuel Sean. Emmanuel the doctor was the real monster. Oh, very good. Imagine we were just talking about this. He's the real scumbag. Yeah, he's the real dick. <laughs> James Wan coming into directed. What do you think about that? That's pretty good. Would you watch a Frankenstein movie in 2020 or 2021? If it comes out in October, yeah. Really? Even then I might not go see it. I know, but I'm not watching it in the drippings of summer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Roasted. Yeah, sweltering in the cinema. Like, I would watch... I I like... I used to be real into Frankenstein. Really? Like, yeah, just like as a... You know, people say, what's your favourite monster? Right. I said Frankenstein because of the issues brought up in the novel yes of but course what are the issues oh life life and oh, monst- maybe there's a monster inside all of us oh science gone too far if you sew a person's body part onto another person that person will be sad that's true but mm. one person will have four arms four arms but the other person no arms no arms how did that work oh he's lucky he has six legs <laughs> He's real fast, but like he can't pick things up. No, no balance at all. No balance. Um, so you've got Frankenstein coming out. You've got James Bond locked in. Yeah. You got the Invisible Woman. Yeah. You've got the Invisible Man. You've got Dark Army. But not only that. Sean. Sorry, sorry. Big tick for Frankenstein, but two different coloured markers. Oh, good, good. Um, and we're finishing off our Dark Universe. Yeah. With Renfield. Renfield. I have no fucking clue what you're so, talking about. You know Dracula Untold? I know a Dracula. The, the game is on, Dracula Untold. Yeah, it came yeah. out. Well, Dracula has a right-hand minion called Renfield, Renfeld. Renfield. It's Orien Field. Is that Renfeld? I'm thinking of Blofeld. <laughs> His name is Blofield, is it? Have we been wrong this whole time? I, look, I don't know. But director Dexter Fletcher, known for having a hit with this year's Rocket Man, oh. is attached to direct the film Renfield. Okay, so it's just Dracula's minion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And apparently the Walking Dead creator, Robert Kirkman, pitched this film as focusing on Renfield as he starts to realise, just maybe, his master doesn't care an awful lot about him. Right? Okay, I like Robert Kirkman. Yes. Also, isn't that the plot of Igor? Yes. The animated movie? Okay, uh, d- Just look, we just want to get that out there. Let's get that out there. The Dark Universe have a logo, so they are cooler and can plagiarise forgot about the logo yeah. <laughs> you forget the cool logo <laughs> okay I'll, I'll roll with that so I know what you're thinking Sean there's so much excitement about the dark universe all of these amazing characters we're about to see Invisible Woman Invisible Man Dark Army Dark Army which we know nothing about Frankenstein which is a bit weird and Dracula's helper lad Dracula's friend <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Take that off. <laughs> How excited are you for this Dark Universe renaissance? The resurgence of the biggest franchise in Hollywood. I don't think we'll see some of these. I don't think we'll see any of these other than the Invisible Man. We might get Invisible Woman. Oh yeah, because Elizabeth Banks is attached, yeah. yeah. But I think that, like, I think the others are just a bit maybe out there. 
mm. for uh, to, to announce right away. Like, who's getting excited about Dark Army? Yeah, who's getting excited about Renfield? I love Renfield! A man who I've only just heard of four minutes ago when yeah. I read his name and his description. Like, is Charles Dance going to be in it? Look, if Charles Dance is in every single... He has to be worked to the fucking bone for this franchise. You could have Charles Dance, like, just telling me this story, the story of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I would prefer that. With his sultry tones. Yeah. You'd listen to that. Absolutely, yeah. I would. That would be great. Imagine him talking about Renfield. You'd be, you'd be livid. Or I'd not lo- livid. You'd be riveted. I'd love if he also wasn't able to pronounce it. And he's like, Ren, 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 Renfield? Renfeld? Ren, Ren. Ren. Kylo Ren. Ren. Kylo Ren. I'm in Star Wars now. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> um, the Dark Universe is back, Sean. We thought we were out. They've dragged us back in. Don't. How excited are you for this? Oh, maybe not very. Yeah, that seems like a different amount not to, to be, me. Not to, are you very excited for Oh, this? I cannot sleep with the excitement of thinking about Renfield, Renfeld. You're lying. <laughs> um, like, look, all the goodwill in the world to him. Mm. Hope they do well. Surely there has to be more famous monsters than Renfield. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Even Dracula. I know you did it, but just do Dracula 2. Yeah, or just like Nosferatu. Okay. Or, or, um, or Frankenstein's wife. Or a werewolf. A were- I would love a f- I would fucking love a good werewolf movie a good werewolf movie yeah Seth I- Green plays him like Buffy back I- again oh very good mm. are zombie movies gone now I think zombie movies are a little overplayed mm. Dark Army might have a bit of those elements I hope so because I don't Paul Feig he's not been doing well so far what's his track record like he's uh, got Bridesmaids he did Bridesmaids that was amazing he started off too high I think and then last Christmas La- I seen last Christmas and he good <laughs> first hour and a half not great. Yeah? How if long you're is the into, movie? Uh, about an hour and 45. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. Last 15 is pretty strong. <laughs> Credits. Like, they're singing about Christmas. It's lovely. It gets you in the mood. It's Right, okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll apply that to I a dark monster I will tell you the plot movie. of last Christmas after we stop recording. Okay. It is amazing. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, we're finishing off this week with the teaser trailer for Black Widow. The big news, other than the Dark Universe, which was obviously the biggest news. It really should have been our big story. Really though. should have been the big story. But, but Black Widow trailer came out last Tuesday, Sean. What are your thoughts? Get those notes. He's flicking those notes, notes out. Right, here we go. Where do you want to start with this? Um, I suppose... Where this sits in Marvel. Oh, I didn't ask you, Mulan. On the scale of 1 to 10 on the notch, how oh. excited are you about Mulan? Probably like an 8. An 8? That's pretty high. It's pretty high. That's good. Fair ne- enough. Nearly as high as you can be. Nearly as high as you can be. So, Black Widow. Yeah, so this takes place after Civil War. Yes. In the Marvel timeline. Mm-hmm. So she's still there. She's See, yeah, it would be weird if she wasn't. I'm going to say it right now. Yeah. Spoilers for Avengers Endgame. And everything. And basically everything. Like, how have you not seen Avengers? And listening, nobody's listening to this who hasn't seen Endgame. No, not at all. <laughs> so, yeah, it takes place after Civil War. She's, because uh, otherwise she'd be dead. Yeah. Um, she's seems to be looking for something or someone while on the run from uh, the, the government. Yes, because she's one of the criminals after Civil War. Yeah. She betrayed Tony Stark. Yeah, much like, as we learned in Hero Zero on Friday, she mm. defected from a place. She defected, uh, but she defected again, back to still to the good guys, which is a different version of the good guys. Yeah, exactly. She's on the road with Steve Rogers and Falcon. Yeah. So, um, th- this trailer starts with, you see a lot of footage of Endgame and other movies she was in. You see her narration mm. saying, like, I, I had this 
I found a family. I had. Yeah, they use life. the end game things that technically she hasn't actually said yet. Yeah. For this movie. Which is. So that's her talking in the future about now. Yes, it's a very, like, oh, I remember everything that happened to her in Endgame. Mm. This is what happened before. Yeah, okay, that. fair enough. So this isn't, like, a, an origin movie. Like, we're not going to go over her family were killed and all this. You don't think we'll even have that at all? I think we'll get some of it, but it's not going to be the whole movie. Okay. This movie is very much like it's a. After the f- she's left, she's defected. She's on the Avengers side, and now she's going back. Yeah, and but I think they'll they'll do that through exposition. Where when she meets up with her sister or her supposed sister, yeah, she'll they'll have scenes where like, do you remember back when you were doing this and doing this? And so like, they won't specifically show you, but it will be stated that uh, oh yeah, she was evil. Yeah. She was on the bad guy's side a lot. She did all this stuff. Did a whole bunch of bad stuff. She did stuff. a whole stuff on her ledger. She's still got red, red on her ledger. ledger. Yes. I hope she has an actual ledger. Maybe she nice. does. And it's just covered in red paint. Yeah, just <laughs> keep dropping it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. The, um, the Marvel logo at the start changes into the Black Widow logo from the comics. True. That's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Uh, I will say that this trailer gave me Mission Impossible yeah. slash Winter Soldier vibes. Slash Jason Bourne. Slash Jason Bourne. Yeah, it's kind of a mixture between the three of them. Yeah, which like they're which good, is good. They're That's, good spy movies like, to pick from. If you're going to pick spy movies, pick. Oh. If you're going to pick spy movies, pick Mission Impossible, which are quite good. Yeah. Jason Bourne, which are really good. Very, very. And Winter good. Soldier, which is one of the best MCU movies as a spy movie thriller. Yeah. So to have all those together in one. Yeah. That's Don't pick Johnny combo. English. Pick those three. Nah, be Johnny English. <laughs> be Johnny English. Um. So this is like it, compared to Endgame, I think it's like uh, was it seven years or eight years or something in the difference? Oh yeah, because Avengers Endgame has a five year five year time, time jump. jump. So there's two years. Yeah, it would be two years after. No, it was Infinity War twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So yeah, so it would be a two year jump. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So seven years. Yeah, but we see a, what looks like a much younger. Uh, General Ross in this okay so I think there will be some even further back storytelling yeah I I think I'm see I'm pretty sure they'll show her first Shining Shield really I think they'll even I'm telling you there'll be a flashback of her Shining Shield and General Ross bringing her in do you think so I think so that's a big okay I'd like that I wouldn't mind that Mm. at all I just I hadn't considered that at all. I I think if you have a young General Ross, the scene you put him in is him introducing her to Shield and being like, "This is you're our new big agent." Yeah. You you uh, we know how dangerous you are. We know how powerful you are, and we love having you on our side, kind of thing. Because he's all about power and having the full control. Yeah, and having like all the weapons in his pocket. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I wouldn't mind that. Okay, that's nice. Um, so. I suppose, like, a lot of this movie, this trailer, is centred around what, what they're calling her family? Yeah, it's her family. So it's uh, the Russian Captain America, what's his name? Uh, Red, what's it? oh my god, uh, Red Guardian. Red Guardian, uh, played by David Harbour. David Harbour. Uh, you have Rachel Weisz. Rachel Weisz. Playing- she has said in interviews, uh, it's another Black Widow. She's just a, yeah, she's a different Black Widow. I'll get back to that. And her sister. Yeah, yeah, Yelena Belova. And she's also a Black Widow. She's also a Black Widow, and in the comics is, like, her antagonist yeah. a lot of the time. Okay. Uh, we talked about it a bit in Hero Zero, yeah. but um, 
That's a cool scene when they meet. And, and the, the fight scene is the exact same. They have the exact same moves. The exact same moves. They swap guns. Yeah, but they both had swapping the same movement. Yeah. So you're just like, immediately you're like, oh, they're on level playing ground. Like, this is the only fight where Natasha's fight, her fight talents can't be used because the other girl knows every single move. Yeah, but I think, oh, there'll be another fight in this movie where her talents can necessarily Because be she used. has been part of S.H.I.E.L.D. for so long. Her moves have slightly changed. But you're thinking of the villain. The villain of the piece. Taskmaster. Taskmaster which we get one slight glint one of. decent look at because he's fighting um, uh, the Red what's his name again Red Guardian Red Guardian and I think Red Guardian's going to die there I think yeah I think that could happen yeah um, now Taskmaster is wearing a skull mask yes very good mm-hmm. that's all I wanted um, uh, ta- anyone doesn't know Taskmaster what's his deal Sean Taskmaster another hero or zero mm-hmm. we did uh, Taskmaster can perfectly mimic he has uh, what is it photographic uh, memory but for th- everything he can see photographic learning I think is what it is so basically the longer the fight goes he knows your moves yeah and then he'll start preempting them and then he wins yeah so um, do you know a scene in Civil War where Tony Stark uses his suit to mimic Captain America's moves yeah so he gets punched a lot and then he just learns his moves and then starts winning yeah he does that but he doesn't have any suit his brain just works like that yeah his brain can just keep up or should I say their brain oh cause there's rumours going around online that Rachel Weiss's character the yeah. other Black Widow might be Taskmaster. Oh, that's good. That is good, isn't it? I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, that would be very good. Which, when you think about it, if there was someone who could learn any fighting style, KGB would have them. Yeah. And they'd have them on payroll and send them out for jobs. Yeah. Well, any spy organization would... That's, yeah, it's just would, whoever gets them first. Yeah, cause, or for him or her first. Yes. Rachel. <laughs> I think that would be cool. And I think she'd be a really good villain. I'd I can, love to see her I'm villain. imagining her monologuing at the end, after the reveal. Yeah. And I think that looks really good, yeah. Like her going, you idiot, Natasha. I think so. And I'd love to see something that uh, Black Widow learned, you know, leading up to Civil War. Mm-hmm. To that be like the turning point of the fight like if Taskmaster has a shield in this I can totally see her throwing a shield because she watched Cap do it oh yeah no I, I think see we've always talked about like Taskmaster is the most powerful villain yeah really so like how the fuck do you defeat someone that can just learn your moves in a minute yeah you're on a timer as you're fighting him you have to defeat them in a minute and if you don't win that fight in the first time the next time you fight he will know those moves immediately. Yeah, you're even worse off. You're, you're, you start at like three points behind. Yeah. And, and you start at six points behind. You start at ten points behind. And his, like, his, he, he has a limit on how much he can remember. Mm. So if you're within that window of where he still remembers you, he, will, he can think, like if he's in a public space, he can think where you will attack him from. Yeah. You know, like it's you can't so sneak fucked. up on like, him. I love Taskmaster. He's so overpowered that this is why him being chosen as the villain of this... It's fascinating. That's why I think David Harbour is definitely dying in yeah. that scene. Like, he's their big muscle, and he'll, like, I'll stop him. And then he runs in and just immediately gets fucked. And he'll yeah. start winning the fight for the first 10 seconds. They're like, oh, this guy, he's old school. He's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, he's decapitated. There's going to be a lot of caught punches, <laughs> yes. I think, in this. Yeah. Um, like, uh, do, sorry, do you know that scene in The Matrix where Neo learns to see the Matrix? Yes. And he's Agent Smith's wailing on him, and he's just slowly blocking everything? Yes. That's how Taskmaster is. Fucking hell. So, like, 
Okay, what I wanted to talk about this is the music choice, which I felt the music was actually really good. What was the music? I didn't really... The music wasn't actually anything that spectacular. Yeah. It was like... It was like weird uh, Eastern European techno. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> and, uh, but like, it was... It, but I was listening to it going, this is very good for what has been chosen. Because the, the best way I can describe it is if you, you always know when music is terrible in a trailer. It stands out way more. Yeah. But in this, you didn't I even did, know I it. I didn't notice it, Which no. I would say is a compliment because the, tri- the, the music complements what's happening it on the show. It fits well. Yeah. And it, I, it's not even really like proper music, but I was just like, yeah, the, it's it's pretty good soundtrack to play yeah. for this uh, t- trailer too. I need to give that another listen, yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I was just thinking the music was pretty good for what they were trying to achieve. What I will say about this trailer is other than the white suit which looks pretty cool looks amazing looks Avengers Endgame style white suit it does much um, better in the snow I would say yeah no yeah, perfect yeah, like I like that like she's going to the snow so she wears a white suit yeah. instead of a black suit like that's just classic spy stuff of course she would yeah, of like, course she would but sometimes they don't do that in movies you're just like well why are you wearing your full black suit yeah what's you're, the point of that you're, like you're not blending in um, what I will say is I thought this trailer was really good for the sole reason that I had no interest in this movie. Yeah. It definitely should have come out five years ago. Yeah. So it has so many things working against it. Not personally for me. But like, this movie should have come out after Age of Ultron. We've yeah. all said. Um, definitely before Endgame. Because like... If this had come out before Endgame, that like, that moment... Would have counted so much more. It really would have. Yes. Rather than after the fact. So, and, but the best thing I can say is that this got me interested in this movie. Like, which. That's a that's high praise. It's high praise. Because, like, um, I think this trailer is as good as you can possibly do for a first trailer about, about a Black Widow movie. Yeah. Like, and so, like, because I, I wasn't expecting anything. And I walked in, I was like, oh. That looks actually pretty good that for a movie that should have come out five years ago and actually I have no interest in, but... Yeah. Yeah, cool. And, yeah, it it, it does build the excitement and it's it, we haven't seen this before. Like, we haven't seen a Marvel version of this kind of spy movie. No. Like, I know Winter Soldier was a spy movie, but it was also action and setup and things like that. Mm. We know where her story is going. That's the problem. Yeah. The stakes are slightly lowered because we know. But unless they do something weird, like she's been cloned multiple times in the comics. Oh, she's cloned. If she's cloned, that's a whole other thing. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, Taskmaster takes her place and becomes Scarlett Johansson. I mean, uh, her and Yelena Belova, they switched faces at one point. That would be very Mission Impossible. There you go, full Mission Impossible about the whole thing. That would be cool, actually. Um, Yeah, I... Uh, speaking of just like five years ago, this would have been perfect. This, there, it's been confirmed. I think that Tony Stark is back in this. Yeah, this is this is he. I read that somewhere that Robert Downey Jr. came back for yeah. this. Might only be a passing. I would I would assume he's not like a character in it, but like just either on the TV or he's talking to her mm. about something or something like that. But if 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 this. If this is the last time we see Tony Stark now mm. in the MCU, it kind of makes Endgame a little bit... Less special. Yeah, I think so. And I think he probably will come back at some point. But. And, oh, they're definitely going to bring him back. When yeah. he gets to like 65 and these movies stop making $3 billion every single time, yeah. they're going to go to Robert Downey Jr. and just like, we will give you $70 billion 
just get into this movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's then like, right. you will finally be back into it again. We'll be back into it again. But yeah, uh, I watched the trailer. I was excited about it, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it's coming out May 1st. 2020 can't wait so uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm very excited for this I think it looks pretty good um, and unfortunately we know how our story ends but let's see how we get there the journey is going to be pretty fun that's it part of the journey is the end Connor oh what's that from what famous movie is that from Sean Avengers Endgame oh my god because <laughs> she dies <laughs> uh, do you want to take us out Sean yeah thanks everyone very much for listening to this extra long episode of Movie Mondays this week uh, as we said at the top of the show please do send in your questions for that Q&A all of our socials are in the description um, thank you again to all of our Patreon supporters who support us over at patreon.com slash shares for higher podcast they help make this show just a little bit easier to make but if you can't support us over there the best way you can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist in the world just the one just the one and other than that we'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday Friday with Hero Zero and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays very good. Thanks, buddy. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Charmaine. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.